The new sponsor for the month of May for both the Shepherd's Crook and the Fruitful and Fearless podcast is Reformation Coffee Company. Reformation Coffee is a small specialty coffee roaster in southwest Missouri that puts time and attention into high-quality, fresh-roasted coffee all to the glory of God. They seek to glorify God and point to His glory through a company that provides coffee to the best of their ability. Their tagline is, Reform Your Coffee Experience, because they want you to know that your coffee can be better. They are also happy to provide a superior alternative to that of the God-hating coffee giants who don't care about you. Right now, they offer three origins of whole bean coffee, Guatemalan, Brazilian, and Ethiopian. They recently started offering five-pound bulk coffee beans for churches. Email them at reformationcoffee at gmail.com for more details. You can visit them at reformationcoffee.com, on Instagram at Reformation Coffee Company, and on Twitter at Reformed Coffee. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey everybody, welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I am here today with Kelly Tungay, and I am so excited that you're here. How do you spell your last name? Because I was trying to look up your podcast and I was spelling your last name wrong. T-U-N-G-A-Y. G-A-Y, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. um, I was spelling it tongue. <laughs> Definitely tongue. Confused. It's not a common name, so it yeah. confuses a lot of people. Yeah, okay. So um, you have this last name because you married a man from South Africa. Is that a common name there? Yes. No. No? Tange okay. is not a common name at all. I actually think it's common in India. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. I mean, I only know that because when I first married Scott, I had a whole bunch of Indian people add me as a friend on Facebook. Oh, they're like, thinking, we must be related yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So... I'm going to have you introduce yourself, but how about we start out with talking about, um, tell me about your garden. So you just planted your garden. What all did you plant? Yes. So this year I'm changing it up. I'm planting most of the things that we eat. Last year I planted like a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. and I realized that's really overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. this year I'm focusing on tomatoes, potatoes, carrots, and herbs, and then some other little things, but that's my priority. Okay. And your garden looks amazing. We should go look at it in, yeah, in this afternoon. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so I did that a little bit this year too. Just, we eat a lot of potatoes. I'm like, why have I not planted potatoes? It's easy and Same. we eat a lot of potatoes. I've never grown potatoes before. Yeah. It, why? Why do we feel like that shouldn't be grown? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I think I was intimidated by it and then I started watching YouTube videos and I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. So yeah, I, we did a lot of potatoes. We did onions. Okay, let me go through that garden out there. Potatoes, onions, green beans. We did a row of corn, which is going to be pointless. We're going to have like 10 years of corn, but we just Just wanted to do it. it. Yeah. Um, And then I did cucumbers over there. I think that's it over there. And then in the boxes behind the house, I have um, some peppers of different kinds and tomatoes. And then we have like our fruit trees and bushes and stuff. But that's the. And I did some wildflowers in one of the beds. So I'm excited about that. And. We talked about this yesterday, but when you have extra plants, you're like, we have to find space for these. Like, you yes. can't give these away like or creating. throw them away. Like, th- we have to find space. So I have, I told you, I have two tomato plants in by a tree that has a little gate around it so that the deer don't get it. Mm-hmm. So I have two tomato plants in a uh, little space by a tree. I think it'll be fun to see what, what happens yeah. here. <laughs> Even if it does one tomato. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of tomato plants in pots, so... We'll see. That's fun. 
But Kelly is at my house this weekend. I'm so excited about that. And Margo is here with her kids. So we're having a fun weekend while all our guys are at the Shepherd's Crook Intensive. So Kelly and I thought we would record an episode while we're live with each other. Because we've been wanting to do this for a while. But now we're actually (laughs) live, which makes it way more fun. Yes. Okay. So Kelly is super... Oh, I need to turn this off. Oh, Jared just said things are going great. They're still alive. (laughs) So introduce yourself for people who may not know you. Okay, so thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Um, Yeah, my name is Kelly. My husband and I have been married for almost, it'll be six years in November, so it has flown by. Um, I met Scott in South Africa. I was there doing mission work. You guys have the best story. Yeah, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, We met, talked about marriage on our first date, and then we were married less than six months later. So, yeah. You should tell them about the zebras. Yes. Tell them about the zebras. Okay. Well, I'll say my favorite animal all growing up was a zebra. Mm-hmm. Is a zebra. And all growing up, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to have a zebra. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And then... And you had a jerk of a teacher that was, like, unrealistic, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> I wrote in my journal in the fourth grade, like, um, this is my dream is to have zebras. And she said, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Zebras aren't pets. <laughs> and then I meet Scott, and his family has zebras and so whenever we go over there it's like my lifelong dream fulfilled surrounded by a few zebras so it's really fun it's just such a god thing like such confirmation that this was the husband that i had for you for like real. i put this love and desire for zebras in you and look it really so is sweet. i feel like that whenever i'm in south africa i'm like god you are so like in the details mm-hmm. like a childlike dream of zebras and then what are the odds i marry someone who has zebras yeah. it's so yeah it's so fun I love that. I love thinking about things from my childhood that it's like full circle now. Mm. It's just really sweet and special. And, and you couldn't cool have done it with the Lord. Like, no. in your own yeah. planning no. or, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like the, the only way to explain this is God. And I think that was really cool for my unsaved family members because they mm-hmm. all knew zebras were my favorite animal. So then when they found out Scott has zebras, it was like, oh my gosh, this was meant to be. Oh yeah, totally God. Hey, Jared's calling, so I'm going to answer this real quick. That's okay, great. that's awesome. So they're still kayaking. Yes, yeah, they'll be. They have a while to go yet, so I bet it'll be a couple more hours. Okay, so anything else about yourself? Where do you guys live? You get in Indiana. Yeah, we're in Indiana. Mm-hmm. We um, we're in Kentucky for a while, and then we wanted to live closer to my family. Yeah. So at the end of twenty twenty, we moved back closer to my family. Cool. So you talk through a few different platforms. You guys have a YouTube and then podcast and then you blog, do some writing and stuff. And I follow you on Instagram, of course. She's a very fun follow on Instagram. You guys should all follow her. But I've seen you talk on there just encouraging women towards domesticity in any stage of life. Um, So why is domesticity central for the Christian woman no matter what stage you're in? I think realizing a woman's value to her home I think that that's something I didn't realize all growing up. I always knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but I always revolved it around my children Mm -hmm. and not so much about my husband or the home. And so we got married and just assumed we would have children Mm -hmm. after a year after we got married. Mm -hmm. And then that would be my reason for quitting my job is getting pregnant Mm -hmm. to come home Mm -hmm. and be home with my children. And then when that didn't happen in the timing that we were planning on it happening, mm-hmm. um, Scott really encouraged me to quit my job because we were both working at that time, hardly ever seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Life was chaotic. We were trying to mm-hmm. eat healthy, but we really couldn't because yeah. we were busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott was really encouraging me to 
stay home. And I had never met anyone who was a homemaker without children. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I cannot do this. Like, I know that I'll be judged by everyone. I have no reason to tell people for me quitting my job. And it took me two months of really struggling with this, which is embarrassing to say because my husband is like calling me home. (laughs) And I felt like I, the one night Scott was at rugby practice and it was like a moment from God where it's like, it is time. Mm -hmm. Put your two weeks in tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Scott came home from rugby and I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to put my two weeks in. And he's like, I have been praying. (laughs) Praise God. So put my two weeks in. And the first year was really hard for me because I didn't have a vision for what a homemaker was. Yeah. So I felt so much uh, condemnation from Mm. people who didn't understand what I was doing to Mm -hmm. quit my job. But thankfully, I had the language of, I'm helping my husband. Yeah. I didn't know how to help Scott, honestly, Mm -hmm. but I knew that that was my role. And even if we weren't getting pregnant when we thought we were, my role is still to help my husband. And for me, what that looked like was, I'm going to start making my own laundry detergent Mm -hmm. so we can save money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start making all of our food from scratch. Mm -hmm. I'm going to clean the house and make it look nice. So Mm -hmm. when Scott comes home from work, he has a peaceful home Mm -hmm. to come home to. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel like that first year was a learning curve of me finding value in, and I still, even to like, I'm now how many years into Mm -hmm. this and I still have to remind myself like what people think or don't know what I'm doing in my home doesn't matter because God sees me in secret and he sees what I'm doing. He sees the work of my hands. Mm -hmm. My husband is pleased with me. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if anyone else knows the value that I'm bringing to our home. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, So whenever Jared and I were first married, I was working for a newspaper and I was only doing it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But for some reason, it was always Monday and Wednesday and Friday. Like it felt like Oh, it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday again. Whatever yes. day, it was just like I was constantly going to work, even though it was only three days a week. <laughs> but I'm just, I just felt my mom always stayed home with us, and it was a huge blessing. But when we got married, yeah, I felt that, like, well, I guess I have to go get a job. Um, but I hated being outside the home. Like, I hated it. And um, I remember one specific Sunday night, just like, this is kind of, an, I guess it's not embarrassing, but um, I was in tears. Like, I don't want to go to work. Yes, <laughs> this one, Yes, dreaded it so hard. And Jared's like, quit. Stay home. And I'm like, I can't. I, and he's like, you can. You definitely can. <laughs> like, don't go. Just tell him you quit. I was like, okay. But yeah, there was that feeling of like, but to do what? You know, like, so why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that even as Christian women, we feel like we need to justify the fact that we are staying home? I think for me at that time, I felt like people were thinking I'm no longer contributing mm-hmm. to the world if mm-hmm. I'm not working in right. the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I think we've lost the vision for how much like work is to be done in the home. Mm-hmm. Like being a keeper of the home is a full-time yeah. job. It is extremely valuable and I think if we can start telling young girls like there's so much value Mm -hmm. in you learning home skills Mm -hmm. like learning how to sew and how to garden and how to grow your own food like literally going back to the Proverbs 31 woman and all of the amazing skills that she had she worked but her work was for her husband and her home Mm -hmm. and the community around Mm -hmm. her to serve the people around her she wasn't 
leaving working for another man and I think in culture it's like you're only working if you're leaving to work for a nine to five for someone else. Yeah. Like it's really honorable if you go and submit to a man that's your boss. But like if you submit to your husband and work for him, that that's like demeaning. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I would much rather submit to a man that loves me and cares for me and is a Christian. Yes. And my <laughs> like, well being and yeah. that I'm not super stressed out yeah. at my work. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm completely free to do what I want to do here. Yes. Um, but no, if you go and submit to this boss man, then that's that's really honorable of you. <laughs> yes, Marco and I was just talking about on our walk today. We were like, being able to work for our husbands, like your body as a woman, you can sync like your mm-hmm. timing of your month depending on like yeah. your hormones. Like, okay, like this is a time where like I'm not gonna do as much hard work because yeah. I can feel my body is not mm-hmm. in a place to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're working for another man, they could care less mm-hmm. how your body is feeling. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to push through. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a, it's such a blessing, and we fight against it so hard for so long. And then once you do it, it's like, whoa, I love this. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing, the way that you've created for a woman, a Christian woman, to thrive. And it's just a huge blessing. It's yeah. like, don't, I just, so often, like, we young women, I'm like, please don't war against this. <laughs> it is really good for you, and you're going to love it. Did you ever have nightmares after you quit your job of you being back at your job after being uh, at home? No, but I frequently, even still, have dreams. I was on a speech team in college, and I still have dreams that I'm like, do to go compete in the speech competition and I've forgotten to memorize my speech (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like dang it why have I not been looking at that like I need to be memorizing that and I can't find my speech book and like yeah so public speaking I guess that still plagues me um even though I feel like that's what you do every time I kind of do I guess I kind of do but okay so back on I think that we just so have outsourced everything in the home that women feel not needed it's like well it's not my job to care for like health or sickness or it's not my job to like plant a garden or produce any food it's not my job to like produce the goods that we consume it's which everything is someone else's job when really historically women have been valued for the work in their home because they know our well-being is directly connected to the work that a wife does and um I think wives were more revered throughout history because of the work that they did and then men knew like our food is delicious because of the women in the house yeah I think it's convenience too like mm-hmm. we live in a world where convenience is what is like value uh, yeah, yeah like, highest of value and so um rather than cooking your own food from scratch it's like go to the fast food restaurant because you're in a hurry mm-hmm. and and also I feel like since quitting my job at um where I was working and coming home I started reading this book um from her name was Lisa Graham McMinn, and it was uh, about contentment. And she was saying, we live in a world where no one wants to put limits on themselves. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much convenience ruled my life mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. working. Of mm-hmm. I would go to the grocery store all the time because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to meal plan. I didn't know how to plan in advance mm-hmm. for anything. Yeah. And so it's like, or I was like, I'm just going to go to Whole Foods and get one of those prepackaged yeah. meals for yeah, us. That you just pop in the oven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I realized how much I was dependent on convenience mm-hmm. when um, I came home and had the time to be inconvenienced and do yeah. things the longer, harder, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. thoughtful way. Yeah. Uh, there's people in my life that often are like, why do you do things that way? Like, why do you do it the hard way? Why are you doing that to yourself? I'm like, because there are things that are much more valuable to me than ease and like quickness. Quickness is not of the highest value to me. And, um, or like even 
I like to keep my house really tidy, but even like cleanliness, that's not the highest yeah. value to me. So sometimes you have to like rethink what you're doing and like, okay, let's, let's think about what's of most value here so that we can yeah. prioritize our time and our, our things that we're doing. Yeah. Which is always like so opposite from the world, <laughs> what yeah. the world's telling us of how to spend our time. Yeah. Um, okay, so practically speaking, what are some things that single women, women without children, even empty nesters can fill their days with, still being builders of their house and being productive at home when children aren't what's filling most of their time? I think knowing if, you, if you're if you single, I think this is a really important time to learn the domestic skills that you can. Even if you're not, if you're under your parents' household, that's amazing. But even if you're not, uh, to learn skills that are feminine, like sewing and using your spare time instead of going out doing entertainment things, like really learning um, skills that you're going to have forever. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you do get married and you do have children, you already know how to knit. You Mm -hmm. already know how to sew clothes for your family. So I think for single girls, there's so many things you can do to become a virtuous woman and you're going to become way more valuable Mm -hmm. and how many more guys are going to be interested in you because you have the skills that most men are looking for. Yeah. And then for women in my place, if you're still hoping and praying for children, I think it's really easy to um, forget that this time can actually be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Actually, last August when I was hanging out with Jordan, I'm going to say with you. Okay. (laughs) Third person. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, I want to stop laughing. Um, Last fall, when I was hanging out with you, the first thing you said to me when we were talking about my journey with wanting children is you said, you are still fruitful in this season, Mm -hmm. even while you're waiting for children. Mm -hmm. And you like spoke that as like a declaration Mm -hmm. over me. And it just felt like that was a word of like truth. Like Mm -hmm. I am still fruitful, even though I'm not seeing fruit in the way that my body, like I Mm -hmm. want to, and Mm -hmm. I pray to see fruit. Like I am still fruitful in our household. I'm still fruitful in helping my husband Mm -hmm. and doing things again to prepare for when we do have children. Mm -hmm. Like I'm already learning how to garden Mm -hmm. and how to do these skills that it is harder to learn when you have children. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Like that is such a valuable time to be learning because it is harder. There's like someone talking to you all the time or needing you all the time where like your attention span has to be short because you're always like distracted by different things and duties. So it is, it is such a valuable time. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's like I was in reading, Mm -hmm. like yes, having the time to read things. Mm -hmm. And that's something Scott really encouraged me um, when I first came home he was like Kelly I would be happy if you just read mm-hmm. and worshiped the Lord like mm-hmm. you don't because at first I think when I I quit my job I came home thinking I had to be so busy that when Scott came home from work <laughs> I showed him all of the stuff look what I've prepared yes. for you yes <laughs> my lord yes. Like, look how busy I'm yeah. like I promise it's worth me not making an yeah. income for me to be home and he's like you don't have to do that mm-hmm. like you Isn't don't even have to have like the fruit is you being joyful yes. and cheerful. Yeah. And I'm and like, ask any man, would they rather have double their income or a super happy wife? Like, I'm pretty sure they would say <laughs> so super happy. Well, Christian men should say super happy wife because it affects your home. It affects their life in a giant way. You know mm. what's better than have a lot of money? Yes. Or what's worse than having not much money is having a really cranky wife. Yeah, the quarrelsome. The quarrelsome. <laughs> yeah, you would rather live on the roof, literally, yes. than be with a woman that's cranky. Yeah. And awesome. <laughs> yes. So I think, like, just the whole word about fruitfulness, like, you can 
create a fruitful household and be fruitful for the people around you. I think Mm -hmm. that's what, um, I've learned it's like my sister's pregnant right now. It's like mm-hmm. I have the time to make her mm-hmm. meals yeah. for when her baby's born. Mm-hmm. And so I think to continue to have a vision, I think if you lose your vision of being at home, yeah. I think that's when I was talking to you yesterday, mm-hmm. like you look inward and you become yes. feeling sorry for yourself mm-hmm. and self-pity. And that is never a good place no. to like go down. A weird loneliness creeps in. Anytime that you're self-focused, it automatically brings like sadness and depression. Just like a really deep pit. Cause like, we're not supposed to be looking at ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to be looking into this jar of clay. Like be looking into the Lord, be looking to our potter, be looking to the people around you. It's just, yeah. Yes. Always going to make you happier. And that's the opposite of the way the world thinks because the world's like, no, no, treat yourself. That's what's going to make you happy. And it's like, no, actually that sends you into the depths of despair. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I think sometimes I have to go to Scott and be like, okay, I need vision again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what is our vision? Like, I know yeah. our vision and he's talking about our vision all the time, but like, what are we going for? Remind me. And yeah, how, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. How can I, Yeah. what are you doing that you, I can help yeah. you with? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's been um, really good for us again even before having children Mm -hmm. is learning these skills and Mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome I think it's a temptation after kids leave the home to like in the empty nest period too that women are like well I should probably get a job now um because women are still young and they're like oh I should probably work or I should just take up traveling or golfing entertainment (laughs) yeah yeah just like filling their time with all this stuff and it's like man that is also a super valuable time of once your kids are older to like well hopefully grandkids come soon and that's like a whole thing that you can be doing but um it's like it brings around this cycle again of like okay now you have this extra time again to cultivate blessings for people yes and you have that like things to steward like hopefully and even if you weren't, but like if you've never learned to garden, now is the perfect time, time. It's a great time. to mm-hmm. grow food and mm-hmm. uh, for your household. And mm-hmm. there's so many, I feel like we don't think about all of the skills we don't know mm-hmm. or that have been lost. Yeah. And all the information that's out there, like mm-hmm. we can go to the library and find any book on anything. We can go online and find a pattern yeah. for anything you'd ever want to learn how to make or sew. Yeah. And so I think uh, the world is so vast that sometimes I get, like, a little sad. Like, I can't get it all. Like, I want I want all the information in my head right now, and I get discouraged about that. And Lexi and I have talked about before, like, praise God that we have eternity yes. with all the knowledge to come <laughs> our way. Time. Yeah, all the time and all the knowledge. And, like, with the Lord who created all things, like, that we will one day attain all the books that we want to read (laughs) like that we have eternity but yeah it can get like I just want I want to have time to read all the things there's so much I want to know but the world is so vast we should never be bored we should never have nothing to do we should have never have nothing to contribute because there's so much information to be learned and so many amazing rocks to turn over um just because God's created the world in that way but and I think it really is a hunger for learning like even as you get older like when you feel like you're not hungry for something, it's like, okay, now is the time to pick up a new book. Yeah, get curious. <laughs> and find something else. Like, yeah. if if I'm over this hobby that I've been doing, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, I know that there's a thousand, like, paper making. Like, yeah. that is a cool thing. That is a cool thing. Interesting. I, I've been I thinking really about wanna... it recently. Have you? <laughs> yeah. Um, my latest thing is water kefir. I really want to get some kefir yes. grains. Have you done that? No, I haven't. Okay, well, I'm I've very been, curious about I've it. I've watched some videos. So, follow some good accounts because... That's what I do. So I follow true. accounts and I'm like, oh my gosh, water kefir. Haven't thought of that before. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So many people talk about social media in such a negative way. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
follow people that's living a life that you aspire to. Mm -hmm. And that is the purpose. Like, keep the vision. And people who don't inspire you, unfollow them. Yes. Yeah. That's good advice. So I think that this kind of ties into inspiring young girls that the home is an amazing place. So what are some ways that you try to do that, just like girls around you in your church or whatever it may be? Like, I want to be a vision of, man, that's cool. I want to do that, you know? I want young girls to think, not that I want people to be like me, but in a follow me as I follow Christ situation of like, I want to be an embodiment of beauty and joy and interesting things to learn about because I want my daughter and other young girls at our church, I try to make friends with the young girls at our church. (laughs) And I'm always like talking to them about their hobbies and stuff and what books they're reading and this and that, um, what they're making because we have a lot of creative little girls at our church. But I'm always talking to them about these things intentionally because I want to be interested in what they're doing and, and let them know, like, that's really cool that you're reading Heidi right now. Yeah. Like, what? tell me all about that book. I want to read that book, you yes. know? I want to just, like, hype those domestic things. And, and I want them to know, like, when you get to be a wife one day, you get to do all this. Like, yes. and, and get to do it on your own and have your own home. And the whole dollhouse mentality of yes. like do it up as a little girl, be so interested in it, love all the domestic y things so that one day you can have do that on your own. But, yes. That's so that's so my good. thing. What are yeah. you what are some things that you I think for try me it's to... been inviting girls into my home to see yeah. just to see it. Because I think some from my experience, I'd say half of the young girls have never seen it. Yeah. And don't even know that there is a and probably more than half, honestly, like don't even know you don't have to go the boss babe route. Yeah. And we were volunteering with the youth group for a while, and I constantly put in the like seed of, you don't have to go to college. Yeah. Because I think, for me, I think our generation, it was very much more common for girls just to go to college. Yeah. And mm-hmm. really, if you it, didn't... The thought doesn't cross your mind that you don't have to. Right. <laughs> and like if you didn't, you were like, not smart enough mm-hmm. to get in and yeah. that's shameful mm-hmm. and now it's like actually there are so many alternatives that yeah. you can do and I think that's been my passion is showing and like sharing the mm-hmm. alternatives like yeah. you don't have to just go to college because that's what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. there are skills that you can learn that you can stay in your parents house yeah. and even if like if you're not in a situation where you can stay in your parents' house, you can still say feminine and do feminine things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think showing them that, like, before we went to South Africa, I had one of the girls in my church come over, and we made vanilla together. Mm-hmm. And, like, she had never, she didn't even know you could make vanilla. Yeah. And it wasn't even planned. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about it. And, like, praise God, I had vodka and that's vanilla awesome. beans yeah. on hand. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's just make it. I'm about to blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually happen to have some. And so, like, doing things like that, that it's like, Wow, that actually is fun. Yeah. Who would have thought we could yeah. make that? Just like getting, giving them a taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's like what I craved when I was little yeah. is the like interesting side yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we make stuff that the world has made look boring yeah. and dull, mm-hmm. fun and exciting and adventurous mm-hmm. and creative? Like and beautiful. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, you can be creative with this, mm-hmm. and like you don't have to be perfect. I think that was my fear with cooking and mm-hmm. baking. Yeah. is like I am not great with accuracy. Oh, me neither. I think it's the creative thing. That's why I'm like <laughs> not good at baking. <laughs> it's taken me so long to make a cake that yes. is like not falling down. <laughs> Same. And it's like okay try it again yeah like when we first got married I 
messed up so many times on things and I remember just crying and being like I'm so sorry that you've married someone who doesn't know how to cook I'm so sorry and like Scott could just like let me try again yeah it's not a big deal yeah but for me it's like I was so hard on myself so I think it's learning it's okay to mess up yeah even as you're learning these skills like absolutely you're going to mess up if it's worth doing it's worth doing badly at first you know that's so good whatever that quote is yeah that's not me that's a someone that's I'm not gonna even. Perfectly. I'm not going to Anything attribute that's it doing. to someone because I feel like I'm gonna sound like a dummy if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, did I answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. I think that's good. Yeah, because you're right. So many young girls have not seen it modeled, um, or if they did see it modeled, it wasn't translated into you can do this too. That's kind of how it was for me for some reason. Um, my mom did a great job of showing me this, but then it was the expectation that I would then go to college. And it's like, why? Why am I doing this? Um, but thankfully I did not have student loan debt, but that's like a huge hurdle to a lot of women staying home is they come out of college with a giant student loan debt and then yes. get married and their family has a lot of debt to pay and their husband's like, ugh. The it's, just, it's just a big hurdle because a lot of women feel like they have to work to then counteract this big yes. debt that they're bringing in. So I often am telling girls, like, unless you can go to college for free, just don't do it. Right. <laughs> and maybe then don't even do it anyway. Yeah. And pursue a better option. So. Yeah, I had the same thing. My mom was also a homemaker, loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to be my mom when mm-hmm. I grew up. I didn't know how to get there. Because yeah. I'm like, for me, it was, well, my mom got married mm-hmm. and then she had children. But, like, how do I get married? yeah (laughs) how do I get to that steps that happen for this (laughs) yes so I think even like Scott and I talk about this all the time how do we train young girls to be virtuous so they can actually be ready to get married at Mm -hmm. 18 yeah well Scott says like (laughs) you can be ready to marry at 16 but like 18 19 Mm -hmm. 20 yeah and you can be ready for marriage at that age Mm -hmm. and start having children young yeah yeah that's very true so Changing topics a little bit. So you are married to Scott, yes. and he's awesome, and we love Scott. Um, and he has tons of good content. You guys should follow him. Does he have podcasts here or just YouTube? He does have podcasts. Podcast. All of his YouTubes, he turns into podcasts. Okay, cool. What's this called? Courage, my lads. Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, so, but he also has some haters. So how do you remain, like, peaceful and joyful and encouraging through people being slanderous of your husband? Because we have a lot of pastor's wife that listen, and yeah. a lot of pastor's wife whose their husbands are very courageous and lions on Twitter and all that. Yes. So how do we encourage our husbands to be lions on Twitter and not be discouraged over slander? Yeah, I think for us, Matthew 6, 6 has been like our key verse of like, God sees us in secret and Mm -hmm. will reward us openly. Mm -hmm. And I know my husband in secret Mm -hmm. more than anyone else who ever slanders him. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I know who he is. Exactly. I know his mission Mm -hmm. and I know his love for people. And Mm -hmm. so Anyone can say what they want, but I see this man mm-hmm. in secret every day yep. behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and he's the same person yeah. who he is online. Like, mm-hmm. he's the same person at home. Yeah. And I think that's what trusting and trusting that God will vindicate us. No word curses shall come against our dwelling. Like, mm-hmm. we are protected by mm-hmm. God, and um, He is our vindicator, and He will vindicate us. And we don't have to vindicate ourselves, we yeah. don't have to prove ourselves, and Scott doesn't have to prove who he is Mm -hmm. and I think that's been we always say like God sees me in secret yeah and just resting in that yeah it doesn't matter doesn't matter what people say that's really good encouraging I think a lot of times we feel like justice has to be seen right now 
like those lies that is wrong and yes. I want justice right now yes. for it. <laughs> um, yes. I feel that. Yeah. I like feel this like yeah. I think it's like a righteous anger because yeah. it's mm-hmm. like you don't know my husband. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is just not a nice thing mm-hmm. to say about someone that mm-hmm. you don't actually know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what like it's like, like going back like okay like God you see us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you also see this person and I think that's been the other thing is Scott does really good at this. He blesses Mm-hmm. The people, well, I just pray the Lord's blessing on them, that God will bless their socks off and <laughs> that they will have an even more amazing encounter with the Lord. Wow. And that's helped me because that's like, when you're in that situation, yeah, yeah, I don't really feel like blessing mm-hmm. them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really pleased with yeah. them. But yeah, it's been a, that's like what yeah. the Bible says. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're supposed to do. That's awesome and encouraging. Cool. All right. So tell people how to find you guys if they want to listen to stuff. Sure. So we have a... Uh, YouTube together, Scott and I, and it's called uh, Scott and Kelly. My name's spelled with an I. And then uh, all one of One L or two? One L. I one. mean, two L's. Yeah. <laughs> How do I spell my name again? I was going to say one I. Yeah. Okay. So K-E-L-L-I. And then um, all of our YouTubes were slowly turning into, not all of them, but the ones where we're talking were turning into podcasts. Okay. And that's also Scott and Kelly. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I love your guys' stuff, and I love listening Thank to the you. podcast. Um <laughs> So it's really cool because Kelly's going to be um, becoming a part of the Fruitful and Fearless Network with a blog. So you'll be able to find that. Yes. Uh, hopefully soon. Okay. It's, it'll be Home with Kelly. That's home my Instagram Kelly. name. So okay. I'm going to use that. Awesome. As I cannot wait for that. Yes. That's awesome. So a lot of cool things happening with Fruitful and Fearless. We're also going to do like w- Riley's working on our website right now and it's going to have like a members only portion. And there's going to be videos. Margo and I are going to record a sewing video here in a little bit. And, like, tutorials, there's going to be some sourdough stuff, information on there. There's going to be all of our Titus II classes that we've done at the church, Um, a a medicinal class that uh, Lexi did. So there's going to be, like, a lot of extra content on there, which will be really fun. So I'm excited. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was awesome. So thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. For more information, go to fruitfulandfearless.com.